You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 437 of Podcateers. This week it's the one year anniversary of Quizneyland. We talk about a super cool 3D print file that you can download for free. We comment on the Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special trailers. We give our thoughts on Werewolf by Night and Doctor Who is coming to Disney+. Plus. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but it would be great if you joined us on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. Steamboat Willie is raising money to help get rid of women's cancers as we participate in this year's Walk for Hope. We're trying to raise $1,000 to help the cause. So if you can help us by making a small donation, any donation will help. If you have a dollar, five dollars, twenty, a thousand, anything helps. A link to our donation page is available at podcateers.com slash links. If you have any questions, please reach out. We'll be happy to answer. But if you want to join our team and be a part of the fun, we would love that as well. Both options to join the team and to donate are available on the Team Boat Willie fundraising page. Again, you can find that link by going to podcateers.com slash links. We have some auctions coming up via Instagram in order to try to raise some money. So make sure that you check out Instagram, our stories for information on when those will be available. And to everyone that's already joined us, to everyone that's donated, thank you so much. We truly appreciate it. As we say, as part of Team Boat Willie, let's change the world. So that's it. It's time to get the ball rolling on this episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 436 of Podcateers. Oakley doakley do. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Nope. That was perfect. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Doakley do. Friggin the only Flanders. way to respond to that is <laughs> to walk backwards into a hedge very, very slowly. I think that's the only way to respond to it. Dinkleberg. <laughs> that's the wrong show. <laughs> how was everybody's Halloween? Uh, Halloweeny. Yeah. We're recording this Halloween week. Uh-huh. But, you know, obviously this episode is coming out after Halloween. In Christmas time. Oh, it's Christmas time. <laughs> November 1st is Christmas time, right? Yes. Yes. Oh. It's Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Christmas time is here. I'll sing it a happy way. Christmas time. 
Sam is here. That's the sad version, but I love we Christmas. Can, we can add some. <laughs> we can add some cool guitar riffs to it. Can some make it somebody, all rock? Has somebody put that song <laughs> in a major key? Let's see, Christmas time. <laughs> it's got to be, you know, because that's like in a minor key and it's all sad. I wonder if anybody's put that in a major key. Christmas time is here. <laughs> <laughs> that's joy. <laughs> that's that's horrible. <laughs> That sounded like cats doing weird <laughs> stuff at night. <laughs> you know what? It's, uh, I don't know. I, anyway, Christmas time is here. I guess it's easier to just stick to Halloween one last time. Fine. Halloween, Halloween, everybody. I am overly caffeinated. This morning, I had like the worst headache in the world. And now I feel like I have a headache from over caffeinating. Oh. But on the plus side, I probably don't have to sleep for the next three days. <laughs> okay, you have a chance to be really productive. Yay. Right? Yeah, you can finally get right? the, you know, inside the I microwave can finally cleaned catch up on some and work. under the right? refrigerator. <laughs> Untangle all those Christmas lights from last year that you left tangled up. Easy pee. You, you know what? I just stuff. got sleepy. I just got sleepy <laughs> when you said no. that. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about that ball of wrapped cables that are just completely tangled. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. You know what? I'm going to have to come over there and teach you how to wrap cables the right way, Hazen. I would appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy peasy. Anybody yeah. out there want to learn how to wrap cables, let me know. I'll teach you. <laughs> it's one of the few things that I do know how to do. <laughs> oh, you know tons of great no, stuff. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I know how to wrap a cable. As a matter of fact... As a matter of fact, huh. you know so many great things that we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of knowing such great things. This is one year tr- of this Quizneyland. This is true. Tomorrow, the one-year Quizneyland will uh, episode will come out. It'll be fun. Yeah! Uh, we had yeah, everybody was there. So if you know you're hearing it here first, uh, the Quizneyland one-year Megasode, or I don't know, what we're gonna call it something fun. But y'all, Mega Larry was there, and Melissa and Hazen were there, and we asked each other a bunch of questions. I got a, like a one-hour, big old episode compared to uh, what Quizneyland's little eight, ten-minute episodes usually are. So it was a fun time. It was fun. It was. We learned I a few things. I would love to be able to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let we'll put it on. This won't be the first time. I think. I think this will be a recurring thing as long as we can find the time. I think is the yeah. uh, <laughs> is the key factor there. Yeah. I agree. These would be fun if we just did like half hour versions instead of doing like three questions. Uh-huh. We could all do like one or two. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we could toss them up as like after shows or something. Something, you know what? That that would be fun. I think yeah. you know what uh uh FGP members and you know uh want to be FGP members Listen to this Quizneyland coming up and let us know if you like the format because uh, I we thought it was fun uh, and funny and informative. So if you guys like it, we'll do more. Like, it, it was fun. So yep. happy to do more of those. Totally. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could even give us the topics or the areas if whatever questions. Like, I think that'd oh, be cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd be so down. All right. Well, like Andrew said, let us know if you like it. And if you do, we'll plan on doing that for Patreon. We'll we'll throw some after shows uh, in the same style. So, yeah, that's coming up. 
Uh, it's going to be tomorrow. If you're listening to this on launch day, tomorrow will be the one-year anniversary of Quizneyland. I'm super excited about that. I'm, I'm so proud of what you've created with Quizneyland, Andrew. It's yep. been so fun. I've learned so much. There's been certain things that you've talked about where I thought it was something totally different. Mm-hmm. And then you said something different. I thought, no, what? And then I had to go look it up. And I'm like, well, son of a gun. It, he's right. <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's, I had yeah. to like remember it the right way now. <laughs> you know, that's what you get when you, you start actually looking in. Like you'll, you'll learn, you know. You learn something one way and be like, okay, now I'm going to I'm gonna write a question about this or whatever. So I'm going to go in and, and look it up and make sure I have all the facts and get some other stuff. I'm like, oh, that's – I guess I remembered that wrong or somebody told me that wrong. So it's, Damn facts getting in the way all the time. Yeah, and it's <laughs> – you know what? But it's fun going down like – like a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Like I'll click one thing and I'll be like, oh, what is this thing? And then a link and a link and a link and I'll end up five pages deep into why yeah. I, I, I just looked <laughs> up like the Haunted Mansion and I ended up like on the like Insane Clown Posse Wikipedia or something. <laughs> like <laughs> I've been there. Rabbit holes are dangerous. Yes. Okay, because it, I could be searching for how to pronounce something and then 16 and a half hours later... I know like every little bit and piece about where the word came from and who's used it and why they changed it and why it's pronounced that way and you know what it's evolved into and you know it's yeah. just it's crazy. <laughs> it Sean is Toodle. I don't know if you've seen those videos, but if anybody knows what Sean Toodle is, uh, let me know. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna give any context. Sean I'm gonna Toodle. have to search for that. You're That's not gonna tempting. find it. <laughs> if you look up Sean Toodle, you're not gonna find it. <laughs> Or am I? All right. Well, you know what, Sean Toodle. I mean, we've we've been down rabbit holes, so hey. I'll you text never know. it to you, but the listener, you know, listener, let me know if you know what Sean Toodle is. Uh oh, Sean. Yeah, I don't Toodle. know. If th- is this minivan safe? Is that? It's very mean? minivan safe. It's okay. It's a mispronounced word. I will say that, Sean Toodle. Got it. Got it. Um, so much to talk about this week. Um. But we're going to try to narrow it down because, you know, it's Halloween week. We've been trying to prep for the auctions that we're going to be doing for Walk for Hope. It's really close. We're like a week and a half away, two weeks away at this point. And uh, I want to make sure that we get these auctions up and running. Uh, Hopefully we can hit our $1,000 goal. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be posted on Instagram. Hopefully by the time that you listen to this episode, uh, it'll be on Discord as well, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we got a, a couple of items that are going to be coming up very soon, and I'm excited about that. So, uh, yeah, and then we want to talk about uh, Werewolf by Night because we all had an opportunity to watch that finally. There's some crazy news about James Gunn that we want to talk about, a couple trailers. Uh, so, yeah, I want to get started but first of all, I do want to say thank you to FGP Squad member Anitza because you know how I've been talking about printing uh, cool stuff, getting a 3D printer in general so that I'm able to mm-hmm. print a bunch of cool stuff and, you know, I'm able to either produce stuff for me or send, the, you know, all of you different things that I make. Well, an artist that we know, uh, Brian Kessinger, uh, I first became aware of Brian Kessinger's work on Instagram and I I saw him at Disneyland, 
at an event that he had done. Uh, I, I don't want to say how many years ago it was because one, I don't remember, and two, it feels like it was a really long it was time ago. Nineteen ot six. It was nineteen ot six. Yes, that sounds familiar. Um, so uh, yeah, so he does this series called Lil Kylo, and they're super adorable. You know, they look like Calvin and Hobbes. But oh, they're okay. they're all like Kylo Ren based like panels, and I think that they're super cool. He does a lot of really cool stuff. Um, but he released on his website STL files for the Mickey Pumpkins on Main Street, That's and I cool. think it's like three different ones with three different faces. And I just thought this is super cool. I don't have a 3D printer, but he did have them up for free. So I was able to grab those so I can hold on to them for whenever I'm ready. Uh, or I'll send them to somebody. Uh, it's for, At least for now, it's a little late because we're past Halloween. But, hey, you can never be too prepared for next year. That's or just right. whenever <laughs> you get, you know, why not have a pumpkin year round? Like, you there's, could. There's no rules. I mean, there who, are who pumpkins makes the rules of your like house? Valley, right? Who make it your house, your rules. You know what? You want pumpkin on the table all year? Why not? Thank you. You know what? <laughs> you are correct. Yep. You know what? <laughs> I I just, I completely flipped. On this all one. right. You got yeah, it. I'm going to leave my Christmas decorations up all year. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you win. You know what? I guess you could paint it with Christmassy colors. Christmas pumpkin. And then it could be a Christmas pumpkin. And then you could have yeah. like a Valentine's Day pumpkin and a Fourth of <gasps> July pumpkin. And it's uh, the Valentine's Day pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That's like, uh, <laughs> who is it? Uh, Jill has a, a tree skeleton. up all year. Oh, skeleton all year. Yeah, skeleton. Well, there you go. So why not? <laughs> all right, you know what? That just, that settles it. I'm getting a three. Thanksgiving printer. pumpkin. You put a little hat on it. <laughs> a little pilgrim hat. <laughs> Christmas, you, you know how I like I'm putting Santa it. hats on stuff. Santa hat on you a pumpkin. You do. Very pro. For Santa Valentine's hat. Day, we can get like a little bow and arrow and a heart, diaper, just like and a diaper. <laughs> pumpkin in a diaper. Pumpkin. You know what? Pumpkin in a diaper. I don't think anybody's done that before. Oh, well, I'm it's not the Easter it pumpkin. Bunny ears the on a pumpkin. pumpkin. Bunny ears um, painted like an Easter egg. That would be kind of fun. I think Arbor Day pumpkin. Ooh, Box Day, Boxing Day. Abraham yeah, Lincoln's yeah. birthday. Groundhog Day pumpkin. Abraham Lincoln, fun. birthday, but a top hat on. Um, oh, okay, talk okay. like a pirate day. Oh, it's just, oh yeah. dress up the pumpkin like a pirate. It's just never ending. There's, you know. It, you know what? You've convinced me. I think this has to happen. This yeah. has now solidified the fact that I just need to get a 3D printer. I agree. <laughs> Definitely. I, you know what? <laughs> Does it spark you joy, Hazen? Does the 3D printer spark joy? I mean, it will once I have it. So there you go. <laughs> there uh, you so go. It can't uh, right now because I don't have it. According to whoever that was, remember that during the pandemic? Uh, Wasn't uh, that Marie Kondo? Yeah, her. Yes. It was like really big during the pandemic because everybody's but, home and they were throwing all their stuff away. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, but wasn't her deal like throw everything away? Not, well, um, if it, no, but it's got to spark joy. So that doesn't mean like th you just got to get stuff. That's how I took it. Get stuff that, you know, get rid of the stuff that doesn't. But you just got to get stuff that does. That's how I took it. There's two okay. sides to every coin. Unless it's some other kind of weird coin that has three sides. What if it's like Harvey Dent's coin and like once like it's I have one of those face, but then like one side is slashed. 
<laughs> I reached on my shelf. I got a Harvey Dent coin. You can't nice. tell. Of and course. The people listening, I have a Harvey the Dent The people coin. listening cannot he see that. He literally just it's turned here. around and grabbed the Here, coin. hold on. I'm going <laughs> to tap it on the microphone. Here it wow. is. Wow. I'm going to tap it on the mic. There it is. Harvey Dent comes up. It came in. I'll tell you about it since I have it. It came in the box set for The Dark Knight, the Blu-ray something, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Oh, no kidding. Yes. That was, you know, whenever that came out. Anyway, Andrew Tate like over Harvey Dent. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't we even know. We were talking about the um, 3D pumpkins that Anitza had <laughs> sent us. Yes. 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 So thank you, Anitza, <laughs> yes. for making me aware of the fact that Brian made these STL files available on his site. I will post a link on the Discord channel. Uh, in case anyone out there does have a 3D printer or knows anyone with a 3D printer and can get them printed, uh, I obviously do not. So I'm just going to hold on to these files for now. Um, and it was cool because at I also have an STL file for an Iron Man suit. Um, hey. That's going to be a lot of filament. But hey. I'm I I need to get a 3D printer. I'm telling you, get you know one, what? and I'm, I'm gonna send you the filament. I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not the first person that told me that either. I don't know if it was because somebody heard you say it before. I have like four or five other people that are like, "Look, dude, if you get a 3D printer, there's stuff I want printed. I will yeah. send you filament right. and just print them for me. Whatever's left over, you can keep it for yourself." <laughs> Like, right. Mm. <laughs> I can just imagine my Iron Man suit is going to be like 84 different colors of filament all like mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be nice and marbly. So, hey. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Marvelous. Oh, I love it. Um, Hey, speaking of Iron Man, there's a... Uh, I, I don't know if it's a confession or if it's just a, hey, by the way, because uh, as many of us know, magic bands or recently came to the Disneyland Resort, you know, and I've, I, look, quite honestly, I just don't understand the magic band. Technologically, I understand the magic band. I want to make that clear. But if you're not vacationing, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, look, I, I hate to say it like this, but I think it's kind of useless, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I you know, you have an app if you have it on the phone. Like, look, we've talked about this a couple times in previous episodes. So go back to the previous episodes. You can listen to how I feel about it, and you can even hear about the cool new technology that we're pitching to Disney so that they can make it a part of the new Magic Band 4++. Uh, that's going to come plus, out plus, in plus. 2023, um, the new Beacon technology. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, again, I don't know if it's a confession or what to call it, but um, I, 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 um, <clears throat> excuse me, what? Huh? <clears throat> I, um, I don't you, think I heard you. You what now? Sorry, excuse me. I, 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 I got a magic band. Oh, you g- Hazen got a magic band. Yeah, and yeah. You, okay, so what yeah. is the reason Hazen has a magic band? FOMO? That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually um, the reason. <laughs> 
No, here's what happened. Uh, so, so what happened we had the conversation, was what happened was we had the conversation about the magic bands, and my wife, when she knew that they were coming to Disneyland, she started looking into possibly getting one for herself and then the kids caught wind of it and the kids are like oh we want magic bands too but at the same time like old man hazen's over here like ah they're useless and then my wife found out about the uh discount that the 23 members got when purchasing the magic bands as well you know when she was looking at them she sent me a message and said hey do you think you would want a magic band? They have this cool Iron Man one, which I had already seen. Like, I already knew that it existed. And she's like, hey, do you want a magic band? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, if you want to get it from me, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) It's up to you. And lo and behold, two days later, a magic band showed up at my doorstep for me. And so, you know, the the magic band just kind of came to be. And so now I have an Iron Man magic band. And it's... Um, you know, for what it is, I understand why Larry's popped off. I did get an opportunity to sync it to my app and, you know, play around with it a little bit. It doesn't, I changed it to blue so that the arc reactor reacts as blue the way that, you know, it does on his uh, suit. But for Mm -hmm. some reason, it doesn't stay like that. It defaults back to red. And I don't know if it's because it's just not synced to the app at the time, but I haven't played enough with it to see it blue at all other than when I made the change in the app and it confirmed that it was turn that it was going to use the blue color scheme um but yeah I did get an opportunity to place it on my wrist and I can see exactly why Larry's popped off it takes a little bit to get the little pegs to click into the holes of the band and if you if you're not careful and you don't hear the snap of the little pegs just kind of making it all the way through, it'll just kind of hover in the middle. And I think that's what may have happened to Larry's. Like it wasn't snapped all the way through. Mm-hmm. And that's why his popped off of his hand. Uh, my wife did find, you know, we were talking about creating these little cotter pins and all sorts of different technology to hold it in place. Well, it turns out on Amazon, you can just buy little silicone rings that hold watch bands in place mm-hmm. and you can slide one into the magic band, you lock it into position and then you slide the little silicone ring just kind of above where the little pegs like slide into the holes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it does feel a little more secure. I will okay. say that once we added those bands, it did help in helping it feel secure. Uh, I waved my hand in the air like a crazy person like, for a good like few you minutes. Don't care? Oh no, I cared because I oh, was okay. really hoping that it didn't go flying and hit the wall. So oh, I cared. I trust I me. Really cared. But I did wave it in the air, and it didn't. It didn't fly off my arm. As a matter of fact, it was so snug because as Larry so graciously put it, because of my Hulk wrists, <laughs> that um, it really didn't move at all. Like it was okay. kind of difficult for it to even move. So if you have a smaller wrist, you may run into some issues depending on how, uh, like the, if you get like a silicone wrap, like the little silicone ring. I'll post a picture of it on on Discord for anybody that's interested. It's but just like the watch band, like keeper. Thing. It's exactly like the watch yeah. band, yeah. But some are thinner, some are thicker, and depending on like the millimeters, mm-hmm. like the millimeter of the watch band itself, 
if it's too wide, it's not going to hold it in place. It's actually going to, it's not going to cause enough friction to hold it for you. So I will say that's one thing you're going to want to keep in mind. Make sure that you get something that's, that will hold the magic band in place or will stay in place that it doesn't wiggle around basically once you put that back in there. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's it's an NFC device. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. I have, I think I've told the story on here before. If not, I've told the FGP squad on one of the calls that I had modified a sonic screwdriver uh, so that it opened doors for me with one of my badges. I'm not going to mention where or how or why, but I had done that at one point and it was fun. But I I will say that we did... Uh, because we talked about the the Magic Band flying, we got a comment from FGP Squad member Adriana uh, on the post for last week's episode. And she said, I'm partway through the episode, but before I forget, I have to comment. The band popping off made my heart drop. I'm glad it was recovered. I got a magic band at Walt Disney World, and I hated having my smartwatch and the magic band. It felt cumbersome. But I found this lanyard attachment and used that instead. I really like it better than on my wrist because I don't pay attention. So I probably wouldn't notice it falling off my wrist when I'm already not used to having it. And I agree. I mean, this was yeah. kind of my argument too, right? That mm -hmm. if you're not used to having it on your other wrist, it just feels weird. And then, like, I, I put them on next to each other, and it just looked, like, dorky. It just looked super weird, and it felt weird because neither my watch nor the magic band was long enough to, to, to be well-supported higher up on my wrist, like into my arm, right? So mm -hmm. they had to be so close to the bottom of my wrist that it just felt awkward. Now, uh, Adriana did mention that she does have the last generation of Magic Band, and I'm not exactly sure why they removed this feature, but we talked about this as well, that the fact that you could take the puck out and then put it into another wrap or another like holder, you know, around your neck or something, which is what Adriana did. Like that is so cool because then you you do not have to worry about the wrist. So I hate that they didn't add that to the plus band. You know, plus is generation three, I believe. So it kind of sucks that they didn't put it on the third one. But I understand why they didn't because they want to sell you more magic bands and they can't do that if they uh you know if you're just getting something else or getting these things on amazon so yeah hazen has a magic band now <laughs> you know what i'm i'm sure somebody will come up with like a like a way to modify it you cut the band off and stick it in a thing or something i don't know somebody's gonna come up with something on etsy or or instagram or something where where you do something, you know, so magic band I, pouch. So I, yeah. I get what you're saying, but Mel made a really great comment to that because Larry said, oh, I think I'm just going to cut it. You know, mm -hmm. some, he, he mentioned something about cutting his. I don't remember exactly what the comment was, but I do remember Mel said, why would you cut it? You know, it, it's, it's a magic band. It's so expensive. And the thing is that it's all like one piece. There's no way... Like the entire, like the design goes down the entire strap. Yeah. Right. If you right. if you cut it, 
then you ruin the strap and the design. And I see if you four little screws on the back. There's got to be something there. I got to buy one of these and take it oh. apart, it sounds like, is what Andrew needs to do. I'm going to Disneyland in a couple of weeks. I'm going to buy one and experiment. <laughs> okay, you know what? I just saw the screws. I had not seen those before. There's some screws. <laughs> now, now I want to experiment myself. Because you're right. If you could technically remove it, what you could if? technically put it in another housing. You know what? Yes. This solidifies it. I have to buy a 3D printer. <laughs> uh, right? Seriously. <laughs> it seems I like mean, every like five, six episodes, Hazen has to buy a 3D printer. Oh, and it's I, like don't, every I just episode don't know why it hasn't point. happened but, yet. <laughs> but the thing is that, I mean, look, it's yes, every episode I want a 3D printer. But think of the practical uses. I've not yeah, just talked about like two we're or three. All, we're all pro Hazen getting a 3D printer. Okay. All good. of us are. Okay, good. Okay. I don't know if we're the not people, the ones the good people at Chasse, I don't know if the good people at, uh, at Chasse are ready for that type of purchase right now. But we'll You see. know what? Just start Maybe. small and, and, and go from there. I don't know. Listen, if anybody out there sees any good deals for Black Friday or for Cyber Monday, let me know because I'm strongly going to consider it. My only other that the, honestly part of the reason I haven't really gotten one is because I don't have the space for it. Like I yeah, don't know where I would put it. Like the footprint is pretty large for some 3D printers. Because well, it's not just where they what? sit, it's the back and forth movement of the tray that it has to have clearance. And True. like we have you know, the cutting machines, and even that struggles because we don't have enough space for those. Sounds like, uh, you know what, I'm not going to get into it. Well, y- it's a me problem, I know. It's a, it sounds I like know. a Hazen problem. It is a me problem. Hazen's if working we were on the already, Hazen problem. If we were already in at Studio Podcateers, then we wouldn't have to worry about it because we would just have like an entire like 3D printing farm, right? Why but don't we're not we, there yet. We'll buy a 3D printer and print Studio Podcateers. <gasps> this is genius. If we get started now, we'll be ready to launch in 2042. You know what? One Sounds brick great. at a time. Just giant <laughs> Legos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I have a magic band, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that at some point uh, in the next few months I get a chance to go use it in the parks because... Uh, my my pass is going to expire in March. I don't know when I'm going to get an opportunity to go back to the parks, but I am hoping to go back sometime soon. Um, crossing my fingers that that will be Cremous. an option for me. But uh, yeah, I'll report back on how it is and what my experience is once I finally do get an opportunity to use it. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. yeah. But I am interested to see what you do with yours when you take it apart. I'll wait for you to take it apart before I take mine apart. I've locked myself in to say this. I got to remember to buy one when I'm there. Oh, we'll we'll remind you. (laughs) I guess I can order one online too, but I'm gonna be there, so I gotta get the. I'll I'll do it. I'll take it apart. But get but get the least expensive. Yeah, just the plain one. Wait till you have like a twenty percent off from Shop Disney. That way, in case something goes awry, you didn't spend so much money on it. Yeah, we'll see. I'll just get yeah blue. Just get a child size. Green. You're good. <laughs> Are they cheaper? I mean, I hope so. Cause <laughs> I mean, it's the same magic band. You just 
it, you just kind of cut it down to a, yeah. s- a child's. Oh. Yeah. It's the same one. They don't have a specific size for kids. It's just modified for kids. Blue is $35 um, on Shop Disney. Yeah. That's the that's the least expensive one. <laughs> so, hey, since we were mentioning the NFC and the Sonic Screwdriver, I mean, am I the only one that's going to rejoice about this? But Doctor Who's coming to Disney Plus. Who? <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> Who? The Doctor. Doctor Who. Yes, Doctor Who. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, Doctor Who. Yes, the Doctor. Yes, the Who. That's him, yeah, exactly, that's him. Who? The Doctor. Yeah, Who. The Doctor. I feel like I should have been tallying how many times we hear Who. Third base. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, I'm, I'm so like, excited can? about this. <laughs> I didn't get into Doctor Who until the reboot that happened with David, Ten- oh, technically Christopher Eccleston. Uh, and then David Tennant came on board, and I loved the shows that David Tennant was the Doctor. Then Matt Smith came on, and he became the 11th Doctor, and I loved all of Matt Smith's episodes. Uh, I loved all the specials that they did with William Hurt and, you know, the Day of the Doctor and everything. Uh, and I've been... I was kind of mixed on the Peter Capaldi episodes. I like some of them. I, I probably like half to maybe about three quarters of them. And then the Jodie Whittaker episodes, I was so excited when they first brought on Jodie Whittaker. I thought like, oh man, what a cool way to reinvent the franchise, the first female doctor. And it was it was so cool. And then they took these weird turns with the series. Like, they started retconning things, and they started changing origin stories. And it it was, I'm not allowed to say that word, it was a cluster bunch <laughs> of weird Those two words mean the same thing. I know, but I can't use the other word. So, um, yeah, the Jodie Whittaker episodes had some good episodes but in general were more confusing than anything else and uh the the news broke that russell t davies who had been um the showrunner when david tennant was the doctor came back on board he's going to be show running the series again and what's crazy is that when Jodie Whittaker at the end of the, you know, at the end of the run of every doctor, they regenerate in the very last episode that they're in. They regenerate into the new doctor that's now going to take on the series. And in this one, they didn't regenerate into uh, Nutigatwa, who is technically going to be the next doctor. Everybody thought that he was going to be the 14th because Jodie Whittaker's was the 13th. Instead, she regenerated into a very familiar face, into David Tennant. Wait, what? And so David Tennant is back as the doctor. However, he's Uh-oh. not back as the 10th doctor. He's officially the 14th doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's the 14th. And uh, the the next Doctor will be the 15th. And so he's not coming back for like a full series. I think he's doing like three special episodes that are going to serve as a bridge from uh, that are, I guess, supposed to fix a lot of the, the things that made Jodie Whittaker's run super confusing 
and fix some of the plot lines and storylines that kind of broke the lore of Doctor Who because they if you know anything about Doctor Who they have this guy called the master and they kind of like change the origin and I I want to say that the reason that they that he was able to go back to an old version of him is because of something that they did with the master in Jodie Whittaker's run like they might use that kind of as the reasoning behind it. I'm probably boring a bunch of people talking about Doctor <laughs> Who right now. But look, I got to yeah, tell you, his name I'm is I'm Andrew. His excited. name is Andrew. He's sitting right here staring at I'm up actually in interested. No, <laughs> I can't even tell you how excited I am. David Tennant was my favorite doctor. Sec, uh, not even second to Matt Smith because Matt Smith was second to David Tennant. Uh, and then William Hurt was probably my third favorite. But this run is going to be interesting because the last time that David Tennant played the doctor was 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. So for him to revisit this as a new version of the doctor, technically not even the one he was is going to be really interesting, at least for me. And so the reason I'm bringing this up, this is how it all ties to our podcast. The reason I'm bringing it up is because it's coming to Disney plus. And I think I said that at the beginning, but I just, you did. I'm overly caffeinated (laughs) and I'm super excited and I'm breathing really fast. My heart is racing right now. Please watch out for me because I don't know if I'm going to pass out from the excitement. But it's coming to Disney Plus. Outside of the UK, Disney Plus. In the UK, still on BBC. A lot of the episodes were on HBO Max. Everything up through season 13 is currently on HBO Max. As far as I know the specials and everything going forward are supposed to be on Disney plus, but I don't know what's going to happen to the first 13 seasons, especially considering that HBO max is, uh, I'm going to go back to calling it a cluster bunch uh, (laughs) because we just don't know what's happening with HBO max right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm hoping that once that all settles or their contracts run out or whatever the case might be, that the rest of Doctor Who will also make it to Disney Plus so that everything, the first 13 seasons and everything going forward will be there too. So late 2023, I think November 2023 is when we're going to start to see these first three or these three specials. Uh, Once these specials air, the 14th Doctor, David Tennant's 14th Doctor, will eventually regenerate into Nuti Gatwa's 15th Doctor. So... Sorry if I bored anyone out there, but I'm I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about. This. So, so is is Doctor Who? Is it more like Grey's Anatomy, or is it like more like like Doctor Quinn or House? Um, it's like all of them. It's know, like Scrubs, Ch- Ch- House, Chicago Med. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, NYPD Blue, all of that's those. That's a cop show. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Uh, it, he the so the Cliff Notes version is that the the Doctor is the name that he's given himself to uh, hide his true identity. Like nobody Sounds knows a his real name. Yeah, I guess you can say that. But he is he is, a doctor? Sure. Why not? Does he have a PhD? No, but neither does Dr. Pepper, and everybody respects that one. So You don't know Dr. <laughs> Pepper. You don't know from Dr. Pepper. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think he's a doctor, but he is a time lord. It's a race of time-traveling aliens. 
he travels through space in something called a TARDIS, which looks like a blue phone booth, which is bigger on the inside. And he goes around with his companions, just people that he picks up on Earth that are willing to go on these crazy adventures with him. And uh, it's been going on for 60 years now, uh, 60 plus years. And uh, yeah, HBO Max, watch them. Don't start with the Chris Eccleston ones. I'll, I'll tell you that. If you're new to Doctor Who and you're, you're curious about it, start with the 10th Doctor, which is technically the second season of the reboot. Those are the okay. ones with David Tennant. Uh, Chris Eccleston is a good doctor, but he's not everyone's cup of tea. He's a lot drier. No, that's the guy from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the good doctor. That's on uh, CBS. Yeah, the good doctor. Yeah, no, that is on CBS. Yeah. Wasn't that with Juliana Margulies? I don't know. It's got the kid that played Charlie in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That is true. But now he's an adult, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would imagine he's an adult now. Is he a doctor? or, Or is he in the NYPD? He is a doctor. (laughs) <laughs> I think it takes place in Seattle. I don't know. Oh, at Seattle Hope? Maybe. I learned that Seattle Hope is the name of the hospital with McScrubby. What is going on here? McScrub? What's McScrubby? Is that what? like a like a I'm googling the it. The guy that that marries um the she just got a Disney Legend Award with with Meredith oh, Baxter. Oh, Ellen Pompeo? Yes, her. Me- Me- Meredith Are you <laughs> Meredith Baxter? You're thinking Meredith Baxter Bernie, who's an actress. You're talking Talk about, about a rabbit hole. Mer- <laughs> Meredith Grey, who's from Grey's Anatomy. Yes, her. Yes. That's what I said. What are you talking about? You said <laughs> Meredith Baxter Bernie is an actress who was uh, something. I don't know. She's an actress. Family Ties. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, and what does all this have to do with a really long scarf? What does it have to do with look, a really listen, long scarf? Listen, listen. It okay. all ties together because Shalalala was the show that made Michael J. Fox, and Michael J. Fox went on to do Back to the Future, which was a show about time traveling just like Wait, Doctor why Who. did you call it Shalalala? It's family ties. It's from you the did. theme song. Shalalala. Yeah, but the- <laughs> 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 that's not the Baymax thing. No, that's ba-la-la-la. Ba- la- la- la. Ba- la- la- la. <laughs> oh, man. We're not tired at all. <laughs> Three's what company, two. I don't know. I think it's the I think it's the end of whatever we were talking do- about, Doctor Who. <laughs> it it's time to move oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But before we move on, maybe we should think of a few uh, great <laughs> folks. I think this is probably a good spot to do that. A little good reset. Like, just like, take a break. It is take a, a great breather. time to reset. Thanks, thanks some people. Everybody take a breath. Take a breath. <sighs> Calm blue ocean. Calm blue ocean. Serenity now. Sibilance. Serenity now. Uh, So yeah, we want to take this moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you are interested in becoming part of the FGP Squad family, you can get more information by going to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a link to our Patreon, a list of some of our top contributors, and some info on the FGP Squad itself. Uh, Being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls, 
access to the Podcateers after show and additional recordings over on Patreon, discounts on Podcateers gear, first access to new products that we put out, random giveaways, and more. So if you want, again, more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. And you know what? I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to spin the wheel. So we it's time it. to, yeah, we didn't spin the wheel. That's okay. That's my bit. So we're spinning the wheel. I didn't spin it very hard. It stopped already. And this week we're thinking. Come on, one penny. Sorry. Sorry. We didn't get one penny. We got Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie. So it was Eddie's birthday recently. Happy birthday, Eddie. You know, you have many places you can spend your money and we thank you that you give it to us that that just shows how good of taste that you have eddie by you know sending us a few dollars to help us put on this show you know what i don't know i I keep I, i i only have so many compliments and i just go into you're so cool and i'm trying to come up with like some some more nice things to say about people but i'm not i have a man of uh, a few words so um i don't know you know what's cool you are eddie thanks for being an fgp member Sha-la-la-la. Sha-la-la-la. eddie you're more fun than <laughs> bubble wrap i don't know you're cool as the other side of the pillow all Ooh. that in a bag I of like potato chips Oh, all that and a bag of and a bag chips. of potato chips. That's Eddie, everyone. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Eddie, and we hope that you had a great day celebrating your birthday. Uh, birthday okay, birthday, so birthday. we got to move on. We have a, a couple more things to talk about. Uh, let's start with the Quantum Mania trailer because this is something that we've been anticipating for some time. Finally, got released a week or so ago, and. Uh, thoughts on Quantum Mania trailer? Goodbye, Brick Road. <laughs> there you go. I can only sing so much. Yeah. You know Dan, what? Now we're going to get a copyright strike. You know what? I'm just going to say uh, thanks, Spider Man. <laughs> That's like the best line of the trailer. Yep. Oh, thank you, Spider Man. <laughs> But you know, it it looks fun. We get to see Kang in a movie, so that's gonna be fun. Ryan, uh, he ain't playing. <laughs> Bill Murray's there for some reason. I don't know. There's just like a half a second shot of Bill Murray in like a blue jacket. Yeah, all these quantum realm folks are you know got kind of you know weird robot things and monster things and people and capes and stuff. So it's gonna be interesting to see how and what and why and you know what every the whole family's in there they all get sucked practically in for, yeah you get yeah. scott and everybody else that's not scott <laughs> <laughs> wow he's the only one i remember His cassie hope and hope yeah, uh, yeah. And, and her parents and uh uh hank hank damn it uh, andrew no wrong hank <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> And Bobby and uh, damn it, Bobby! And, 
<laughs> and I can't remember even the King of the Hill characters. Dale Gribble. Boomhauer. Boomhauer. Thank you, guys. That's what I was trying to think. It was Boomhauer. <laughs> anyway, the whole family is in there. It's crazy. Pocket sand. <laughs> yeah look i'm i i don't know how a lot of other people felt but i was kind of concerned about what ant-man's quantum mania was going to be ant-man and the wasp quantum mania uh but i like paul rudd and i had faith in the film because of paul rudd and i mean not that anyone else on the cast isn't great right but i like paul rudd and uh, the just so you know, the fact that the reason Bill Murray's in there is because there's going to be a groundhog at some point and he's got to like deal with the groundhog. Don't ask me how, but it is the multiverse and they're in the quantum realm and you don't know what happens in the quantum realm. He could very well have to deal with the, with the groundhog. So there you go. You know, you said um, groundhog and I immediately thought of the, the gopher from uh, Caddyshack. That's the wrong movie. Nah, that's the wrong movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I am excited about this one, and the biggest reason, you know, a lot of the Marvel films seem to overlap themselves, and uh-huh. some of them overlap a lot, some of them are years apart from each other, but if you remember Loki, when we finally got the scene when they finally get to who's controlling everything... There's a line about following a signal, and at that point, we were thinking about, oh, it's something to to do with the TVA, and maybe it's, you know, having to do with, you know, who's sending out this signal, and in this trailer, you hear Cassie say, oh, yeah, we're sending out the signal, and everybody freaks out, like, wait, you're sending a signal into the quantum realm? Is that the same signal? Oh, I didn't think about that. I did not think about that. Yeah, and then how terrified. I just remember like how terrified everybody was and it's like now we're going to find out what it is and what it's going to do, but yeah, dang. Yeah. Yeah, so when we got the scenes with Kang in Loki, uh it was pretty exciting because mm-hmm. he he does mention that there are many instances of him and that he's like the one of the nicer ones, right? Like he's right. not like the horrible one. Otherwise they'd be gone right now. But right. now, like now I'm starting to wonder like, how's Loki two going to hook into this movie? And how is Loki two going to play into the other parts of the multiverse? And how is it going to play to the end of multiverse of madness? Considering that, now is where they're interweaving with each other. Like, I really do believe that this signal that Cassie is sending out is the same one that Kang heard in Loki. Also, can we talk about how quickly you were able to see, like, in the quantum realm, all the different realms around? And it's like, this movie is just not just multiverse of madness, but it's just going deeper and deeper and just all these different worlds and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. This is gonna be fun, crazy but fun. But um, yeah, Kane just doesn't look friendly at all. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting how how they differentiate the stories of the quantum realm and mm-hmm. the multiverse, right? Because they're yeah. not they're not the same thing. They're right. two different spaces in time and in space. 
And like the, the quantum realm, but it's also time, though. But what about space? Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. And in space and in time. Oh, man, how do I explain it? It exists in subatomic particles, basically. So it's kind of all around us right now. Like, it's not technically another timeline. It's like, it's now, right? It's just so tiny, tiny, tiny that you can't see it. But it's now. That's what's interesting to me, that if Cassie's signal into the quantum realm does somehow turn out to be the signal that Kang hears in Loki, how are they going to interweave what happens in the quantum realm into the multiverse? Because those are parallel timelines. My head is like spinning right now, thinking about how this film is going to interweave all these these different storyline segments. But what about time, though? It's relative. I see. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> All jokes aside, I don't know. I I got nothing to say. Movie looks cool. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, and stuff. Oh, happens. Michelle Pfeiffer is in it. Yeah, she's in it. And so it's like, what's his face? Michael. Uh, Michael. Uh, what? Uh, Douglas. Yes, Michael Douglas. Thank you. Charlie <laughs> Sheen's dad. Michael Sheen. No, that's Michael Sheen. I don't know. I'm broken right now. So we watched. The, I watched the trailer and it looks fun. I'm just gonna shut up because I don't know what's. It's going just on. like I said. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a ride. That's. It's one of those it. ones. I had too much Halloween candy. Hazen's hopped up on caffeine. You know what? It's gonna be a. a Melissa's tired from work. It's all kinds of. Somebody stop me. <laughs> Smoking. Oh jeez. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, so from one mask, trailer to another, juice. let's go from okay. Quantumania to Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Can I just say that this intro that they created, this like Marvel special presentation thing, I mm-hmm. love that so mm-hmm. much. Love it. It reminds me of like the old... Saturday night movies or like after school specials or something. Special presentation. Like they, I, they nailed it. I love this. Uh, thoughts on the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special trailer? Cosmo, the dog. Yes. <laughs> Drax has clothes on this time. <laughs> yes, he does. Finally, Drax. Let's put a shirt on. Jeepers, creepers. Yeah. <laughs> But they yeah, finally I, found that up and coming uh, actor Kevin Bacon and gave him something. That's to do. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they gave him something to do because that guy's funny talented. The, he's gonna make yeah. it. I think he's you know gonna what? make it after this. Guy, I bet you he could dance. Maybe. But I bet you there's him. six people that we know that could get us in contact with Kevin Bacon. Well, no, we just have to know one of them, and then they know. Somebody or do else. we know six of them? Do we know? <laughs> <laughs> we could let's see melissa do you know kevin bacon no <laughs> hazen do you know kevin bacon i know bacon 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 <laughs> bacon but bacon. what but how does canadian bacon factor Look, in all of canadian this? bacon is not bacon okay okay but what about fat back yeah i'll allow it okay case solved meeting adjourned <laughs> objection Overruled. <laughs> Tampering the hey, witness. Hey, you got them in there. <laughs> you got them in our law Objective. show. Argumentative. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's funny because they come to Earth 
and the entire premise is that Star Lord is bummed out because of Gamora, right? So right. Uh, and Mantis and Drax, and it's Christmas, and Mantis and Drax are like, hey, let's get him, let's go to Earth and find him like the best Christmas present ever. And their idea of a best Christmas present ever is that they want to get Kevin Bacon for Star Lord. And so they're down in Hollywood, they're walking around, they're doing all sorts of stuff. And all I could wonder watching them strut through Hollywood was, are they going to pull the meta-ist move ever and send them to Anaheim to Avengers Campus? I would rather just see him like riding the Matterhorn. I think that would be more fun. Like, <laughs> With the churro in hand. Just put in teacups <laughs> and Space Mountain. And then Drax's like, this isn't anything like space. I don't know. Whatever Drax says. <laughs> oh, but then he yeah. comes home with the balloon. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> or they go on Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, and he gets and mad because like, he can't Zerg's score on Zerg. <laughs> <laughs> there, I win. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if that would happen, but if they pulled something where they end up at Disneyland, I technically speaking. They could do it, and it wouldn't ruin the storyline, right? Because technically, right. they're on Earth. It exists. We are on the same timeline, technically. So Disneyland does exist in this special. So the yeah. fact that they didn't take an opportunity to plug it in is beyond me. This one time that you had the freedom to do it, they You're didn't. already in L.A. Right, exactly. K-E-V-I-N. What happened? B-A-C-O-N. Come on, little cap robot. Oh, that Kevin. <laughs> I thought you were about <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin. Anyway. Um, yeah, but Kevin introducing Kevin Bacon, I think, is a funny, like, like in the trailer. It's I, I'm just billing. I think that's funny. I like it. I'm for introducing it. Kevin I'm happy. Bacon. It's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> And you got what's his face is in it in the beginning. I don't know that Mohawk guy. That's not that got the Mohawk from what's his face Krell or whatever Yandu? his name is. No, not well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his apprentice. Well, I, yeah. I forgot as well. Ting. Things like Krell, Krill, Crunchy, <laughs> Crunchy, Captain Crunch, <laughs> Booberry, Frank. Hey, you know what? There, that's not <laughs> in the it's, You know, it's after Halloween. Yummy mummy. <laughs> Was yummy mummy a real one? Yummy Mummy is one of them, and Fruit Brute is the other one. There's five of them. No, what? I did not yeah, know yeah. those. Count Chocula, Boo Berry, Frankenberry, Yummy Mummy, Fruit Brute. Huh. Those are those well, are none the of those... cereal monsters. Okay, well, let's come up with one for Craiglin because now I feel like he needs one. So. All right. We... Uh. Uh. Craigenberry. Uh, C- C- Perfect. Okay, sure. Craigenberry. <laughs> Craiglinberry. Uh, a cinnamon oh. crag, cinnamon toast crag, <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon toast craglin, Cap- Captain Crag, oops all no, cragberries. Full name, <laughs> oops all cragberries. Uh, all right, so yeah, so Cr- we're veering off again. This episode Reese's, is so weird. <laughs> Reese's <laughs> this Crag. This episode is all over the place. C- cin- um, uh, no, I did cinnamon toast crag. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> H- honey crag. Ooh, honey crag. Uh, fro- frosted crag, cookie frosted crag. crag, fruit. <laughs> I don't know. Loop. Fruit, fruit by crag. fruit. Never mind. Uh, 
<laughs> I can't. All right, you we should move on. <laughs> we should move on because we still have Werewolf by Night that I want to talk about. But since we are talking about uh, the of Guardians here. of the Galaxy, yeah, no, no, we're we're gonna finish up. We're we're gonna bring okay, it in. No, that's sure. really it. You say it's so, really but I still end. got like thirty more Goofy, serials to go. Goofy's through Goofy's my, my companion right now. Goofy, let's reel this fish in. Let's reel it in. Here we go. Here we go. And we brought it back in. Way to go, Goofy. Oh, yuck. All right. So we're talking about Guardians. We got to talk about James Gunn because there was some interesting news that happened this week. James Gunn, obviously, we Mm -hmm. know him best as part of the MCU for directing the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. James Gunn separated with Marvel at one point because there was some controversy about things that he said a long time ago, things that he had already addressed and apologized for and said, hey, I messed up. So sorry. Let's try to move on eventually comes back to Marvel, but in the time that he was gone, he makes some of the best content that the DCEU has seen to date in the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. It was announced that James Gunn, along with Peter Safran, are now going to be the co-CEOs of DC Studios. CEOs. He's basically the Kevin Feige of the DCEU now. There is hope for DC. Seriously. They've needed something like this because it it stinks that their movies, they... Stink? Yes. (laughs) I'm trying to be really nice. I mean, it would be nice if there was like some competition, like some fun stuff like to watch through them and they haven't had that. So, yeah, knowing, you know, I really like Peacemaker. That was Make fun. Make Batman fun. Peacemaker was good, man. Yeah. I enjoyed Peacemaker So to see that, I mean, yeah. there's there's hope. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, yeah. hey. And it's funny. The thing that you're talking about right now, too, uh, about making it interesting and everything, there was a back and forth that happened with James Gunn and... They asked him about Kevin Feige and then they asked Kevin Feige about James Gunn and, you know, how this is going to affect the relationship and everything. And James Gunn tweeted uh, saying, you know, not only do I love Kevin, this was his from his tweet. He says, not only do I love Kevin, he was the first person I told after I did the deal with DC. John Cena was the second. Contrary to popular belief, a dollar less for Marvel is not a dollar more for DC. DC and Marvel have the common goal of keeping the theater-going experience vibrant and alive. And I love that because, you know, look, if you're a comic fan, uh, I've I've talked about how growing up I was a huge Superman fan. Like, I Mm -hmm. love Superman. I love the comics. I love, you know, the character and everything. And somewhere along the way, uh, I I kind of lost the love for Superman and I moved on to some of the other characters. I love the X-Men, but when the X-Men cartoon was originally on, I originally gravitated to like Wolverine. I, originally, I gravitated to Gambit and then he got rid of Gambit. They killed him off in the damn cartoon. And then, you know, I gravitated to Wolverine from there. But, you know, I was a huge Superman fan growing up. And there, I think there's always been a part of me that still likes those characters because let me tell you i may not follow the comics but i have read some of the graphic novels for for like dc like one of my favorite graphic novels of all time has always been uh the killing joke knowing that they're going to pay 
more attention and they're going to be doing better with the stories with these films that they put out i'm excited for it because mm-hmm. going back to james gunn's tweet if you're a comic book fan you know for people that went out to watch black adam you know which is currently out right now if you're just a comic book fan it's not going to stop you from watching wakanda forever you're still going to go watch both of them you know they're not yeah. they're they're competing but they're not competing you know they're two different universes the only thing that this can do and this was one of the first things that came to mind as soon as i heard um I heard the fact that James Gunn was going to be doing this now. Given his relationship uh, with Kevin Feige, I feel like this really does open the door for doing the DC versus Marvel crossovers that we've seen in the comics before. With the introduction of the X-Men and mutants and everything into the MCU, those were really great storylines. Like, like years ago, like from like the mid 90s. I remember they had like this big DC versus Marvel thing where it was like like Superman and Wonder Woman and like Batman versus like Captain America and like Storm and Wolverine. And yeah, it was crazy, right? And so mm-hmm. if this does anything for comics, I feel like this might be the time where DC and Marvel clash on screen and we get like a that would be cool frame roger rabbity you know feel yeah. where we get like characters from different universes colliding in one that would be really 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 cool look i know i haven't i don't talk much about dc but i'm actually excited if they were to reboot i mean if they do and i think i mean why wouldn't they if they wanted a brand new start i mean under them like i said look what peacemaker did and just mm-hmm. the quality. I would want to go see that. Like, I was disappointed in some of the other DC movies, but it's like, it's because I know it could do better. Yeah. The Batman. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, actually, I like that one. That is... I didn't. That's just me. <laughs> but, I mean, it could be more. I'm like the only person. It could have more life. Huh? So I'm like the only person that didn't like that movie, apparently. Because everybody I talked to was like, oh, I like the Batman. I was like, I didn't like the Batman. It's okay. I have still yet to watch it, so I can't give uh, an opinion yet. I still haven't watched it. Well, watch it and then give us your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Do it over text message is fine. It's what. But yeah, I I haven't been interested in DC movies since like the Nolan Batman's for me. So um, that was like my sweet spot of of Batman, Um, and I like the older Batman's and. You know, it's it's an interesting thing to see. You know, Batman is such like been done so many times. So is Superman. They're kind of like leaving Batman alone. They're like, okay, Batman, you don't get your own movie. Like the um, what's his face, old Batman, whatever his name is. Uh, who's playing Batman right now? Uh, oh, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. No, not yeah. him. The other one. There's two ben Batmans Affleck? right now. That Yeah, Ben Affleck. They didn't even give him a Batman movie. They had Batman v Superman and, like, the Justice League and everything. So you don't get any of this. I don't know. Batman is a good character. I like Batman. So yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, but I don't know. So I mean, I guess the, the long and short of it is I'm interested to see where they go with this. Maybe adding a little more, like, heart and humor into the DC uh films because the characters are there 
Like yeah. they're some of the most popular characters that have existed. Superman being, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they're all in there. You know, everybody knows that, you know, the Flash, the Green Lantern, like I've I've no I haven't read any comics at all, like if you don't count Chippendale Rescue Rangers or whatever, but I know these characters. They're like in the public consciousness, you know, even, you know, even from the, you know, the cartoons with the Justice League and the mm-hmm. Super Friends and everything like these characters exist and beloved. And, you know, people have analyzed the DC thing, you know, over and over again. But it seems to be they tried to to go too quickly. Like Marvel is like, OK, they yeah. they kind of. They're trying to emulate what happened with Marvel, but on a shorter time frame. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. just think about how many movies came before Avengers and kind of how slow they built it and da da da. And DC was like, okay, one movie, two movie. Uh, okay, how about we do our Avengers? We're going to do the Justice League. And it, it, they just like threw in a bunch of characters. And then they had to deal with how these, who these characters are and all this stuff before their movies even happened aquaman and wonder woman and like it's like cyborg and the flasher in there they haven't even had a movie yet like it's it their their direction and what they wanted to do and who knows if this is coming from studio heads and executives just trying to like make money and be like do that marvel thing but with our stuff um so hopefully that james gunn and peter saffron have are able to have a good grasp on this and and have a cohesive vision as opposed to having these splintering you know things if that's what they're trying to do now are they yeah they could just make a bunch of fun movies like that would be fine too like people like i haven't seen it but people liked the joker and people liked this batman movie and they're not anywhere tied to the this overarching dc film universe they they could do what it, whatever they want. They don't have to do what Marvel's doing. You could just bike make a bunch of fun movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay. Most you know everybody's trying to make something that's a big franchise because it's the money maker. But you could just make a like a penguin movie or whatever or yeah, like, you know yeah. whatever you can make a you know, who exi- I don't know what's what's that guy he's like the villain in the Super Friends and it's got a skeleton head oh, and he talks remember. like this. And he's voiced by Mark Hamill in something. Uh, Skeletor. No, that's not it. <laughs> that's uh, that's from He-Man, I think. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> anyway, there's like all those fun characters or like he was in. What was the guy that was in Aquaman with the with uh, with the big black eyes and stuff? You know, I didn't see any of those. So I can't help you there. You haven't seen Aquaman? I, 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 no. I haven't either. At least. The Legion of Doom. Okay, who is the lead? I guess he doesn't have a skeleton head. I think I was thinking of um, of uh, Skeletor. So anyway, there's all these. Let's see. Black Manta is the one person. Or like Solomon Grundy, the like Hulk guy. He's funny and make a movie out of that or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. Lex. I think it was Lex Luthor who was the, the main guy. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, too. I mean, but, we haven't yeah. seen, like, Poison Ivy or anybody, and it's like, like, come on. There's, like you said, there's all these characters. Bring them to life. They've and, been a, they've been around yeah. since, like, what, 1930-whatever, whenever it was the mm-hmm. first Superman comic? Like, there's a well of characters that they have that people are, that are beloved by many people, 
and are even just well known, even if they're, you know, like, and they go and make a Black Adam movie, which is like, I haven't seen it. I've heard good things, but I've never heard of Black Adam of, of anything. They're just like, this is a thing. Okay, yeah. whatever. It's great, and I'm sure it's a good movie. People are saying good things about it, but where, where, where are all these other the the movies that are the characters that people know? I guess is yeah. You know, I'm sure this is where what the questions they're asking too. But you know what the funny thing is that when you think back on how the MCU was created. It was technically created on the, on the backs of characters that weren't as well known or weren't as popular because at the time Marvel didn't have the rights to use the characters that were one of their biggest I mean, Captain obviously Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, but they but they started with Iron Man who yeah. for all intents and purposes was a B player in the yeah. in, in the Marvel comics, right? So the I think you you touched on a couple of things that I think are going to be really key for this, and I think is is going to be one of the biggest reasons why this has a really great chance of being super successful, and that is that there it's no longer a couple of uh, executives that are just going to be saying, "Yeah, give me a Batman movie, give me a Superman movie," and because they were the only characters that most of them know, because in DC the most popular characters are essentially the justice league, right? So you got your Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you kind of got your flash and then you got your, you know, your Aquaman. Most people are familiar with the justice league characters. And the reason I think we have a lot of Batman and Superman is because those executives were always pulling for the ones that they knew, or they seem to have Mm -hmm. grown up with. James Gunn is a true comic nerd. Okay, he loves to read comics. He loves DC and Marvel. That's why he's done such a great job with the Guardians. That's why he did such a great job with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker because he's just a comic nerd. His brain, I feel, works very similar to Kevin Feige's brain does. Having known Kevin Feige for so long, I think he's going to use everything he's learned from interacting with him, everything he's learned about how Disney produces these films and how they plan for these films, how they plan for the franchise. And he's just going to take all of that and build it out for the DC universe. You're right. They could just put out a whole bunch of films that are just really fun. And that could be how they start out. But I have a feeling that we're going to start to see some of the secondary and tertiary characters in films that are going to begin to build storylines for the major characters. And that eventually, you know, we're going to get a handful of films before we finally see a Justice League again, the way that we saw Avengers. Right. Or we're going to see one of the other groups that is lesser known, but he's going to build franchises around some of these other characters. And I think it's going to take some time but i think james gunn is a really good person to do this oh yeah definitely i 100 percent agree so time will tell but i'm excited hope to you know i wish him all the luck obviously because i think bringing some of these characters to life on screen in a much better portrayal than they've had is is great just for the industry in general plus dc's been struggling for so long that they deserve they've been their legacy company man they don't deserve to go down like this 
you know what? Maybe they just need a hard reset. Like, yeah, I think that's what they're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So let's let's shift over back to the MCU and let's talk about Werewolf by Night. Uh, this was another Marvel special presentation. Uh, I was excited about this because it looks so different when I first saw some of the original uh, trailers and previews and a little bit of information when they first announced it. It was directed by Michael Giacchino. You know, Michael Giacchino, yeah. we've known primarily as yeah. a composer, you know, but now he's directing this film. Your thoughts on Werewolf by Night? I watched it last night. Um, it was fun. Uh, I like, what was it, Ted? Ted was fun. Yeah, I, it's... I, I, it ended uh, with a sense of uh, being incomplete. Um, I feel like like there was a lot more there, and it feels like this was... I don't know. It was either like supposed to be a TV series, or they like didn't finish or something. I enjoyed watching the whole thing. The characters were fun. You know, the storyline is fun, but it's just like it. It was quick. Like it was. It felt like you know. Sometimes something's fast and you don't notice it. I was like, "That's over already. What happened? It's it's the end." But what about this? What about that? It it just felt like there was a lot more story to tell with with this character and I'm just curious is are they is this going to be a like recurring Halloween thing or something like every year kind of whatever because being a special presentation who knows how this is connected with the MCU if this is actually like a quote-unquote canon thing or what but I enjoyed watching it um yeah so that's that's my my two cents Okay, that was I was I've been so interested in hearing what you guys have to say and that's pretty I'm going to say that's pretty accurate where it feels like to be continued without even being said it's to be continued which Hazen I think you brought up like different things that it may connect to and so we may see them or certain characters come back which is the coolest part um, oh, you can talk about it. Spoiler alert, we're talking about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. So, uh, what's her name? Is it Elsa? I don't want to say. Yes, Elsa. I was like, is it Elsa or am I just thinking Frozen? I don't know. But um, she she's definitely going to be back. I mean, that's yeah. that was the setup I kind of got while watching towards the end. And then um, Jack. Jack was really 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 cool now i know i teased you about oh who he was and who he's played by and that you know what one i think i was too hard on you because (laughs) (laughs) i i was like oh you know what i don't think he's gonna get it because for me it's i love the film that he's in so he's in coco and he voices hector so when i started hearing i was like wait 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 wait. i i know that voice this is the main guy. This is yes. The he's the werewolf. werewolf. Man. Yeah. Jack. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So I did not know his name. <laughs> just recognize it off the off the cuff. Yeah, um, and I was like, oh dang, I, I felt bad. But that's once okay. I heard, <laughs> and you know when that happens, you're like, wait, IMDb, hold on. Are you like, oh yeah, uh-huh. that is him. So 
that was a treat to see, like to hear him and just, it was cool. Honestly, like just see a Latino take that center stage too. So that was cool. Um, yeah. The monsters were awesome. And the, but what did you guys think about the presentation in the beginning where they have the dead guy just they just <laughs> like animatronic or like yeah, yeah like, like this jack like in a box thing. <laughs> that was fun yeah. you know i i was a little confused for a second i was like what is going on this doesn't line up i was like is this bad cgi then i realized like what was happening i was like ah, i get it now this is funny yeah <laughs> and a little dark and a little funny yeah, so I I mean, oh man, I have so many thoughts on this and I honestly do not know where to start because you get this like totally serious opening, right? And mm-hmm. it first of all, the cinematography in this, the feeling, the the beats that that were throughout the entire show were so reminiscent of the old films that he was trying to emulate when directing this. And they were so spot on. The mm-hmm. effects, the like whenever Jack would jump around, like you're like, ah, fake, I could see the string, right? Like it was done in such a way where the CGI was didn't look advanced. Like everything looked like it belonged as part of this genre. And it was made yeah. in, in as a as this period piece, right? So first of all, they nailed that. I think they did a fantastic job with that. Two, when it comes to the, introducing the characters, I want to touch on what you were saying, Andrew, about whether it's MCU canon, whether it's MCU canon or not, because I absolutely think it's MCU canon. And part of the reason I think that is because we're already getting inklings, obviously, in She-Hulk that we're going to see Blade. We already know we're getting a Blade movie. And Elsa Bloodstone in the comics has ties to Blade. Like at one point they like merge, you know, into one person and she becomes like Elsa Bladestone or something like that. So like they, they're they really seriously tied into each other in the comic books. Also, uh, sorry to that, interrupt. Bl- that Bloodstone thing, like, that was the one thing that bothered me. I was like, so there is a Bloodstone, but then his name yes. is Bloodstone. I was like, what? He is named it after himself. I know. It's annoying. But anyway. Yeah. Continue so, with your thought. <laughs> so, so the other thing is in the comics, Blade, well, Werewolf by Night or the Werewolf, Jack, is constantly getting into fights with Moon Knight. And there's a couple of really famous comics where Moon Knight and and Jack the Werewolf um you know they they go at it. So what I I I'm getting this weird sense that we're going to be getting more of these offshoot special presentations or maybe even several episode series like we did with Moon Knight that seemingly don't tie into the current MCU, but they're building a secondary storyline that will eventually end up bringing the mutants and merging with the current MCU. Because Moon Knight, I think, is going to tie in directly to Werewolf by Night Blade will end up tying into those two series more than it's going to tie into the current MCU. And then Mm -hmm. because we've seen uh, in the comics, 
there have been interactions between Elsa and Doctor Strange, for instance. I think that's where we're going to begin to see later on, like where they begin to to kind of converge. But it, it really does feel like they're starting a secondary timeline of events with these like mystical characters that we like, you know, the 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 vampires and the werewolves and, you know, all this stuff, like all these like magical monsters and everything versus the alien invasions and, you know, the space, you know, threats that we have with the regular MCU. And at one point they're going to merge together later on. Like, I think that's why things like Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night don't seem to tie into the current MCU because they're purposely starting a second timeline of stories for us. That's the exciting part. Like this whole dark new wave of what's happening. I'm like, I want more. Like it's, yeah. I'm so excited and I'm so glad that you guys are like, you guys really like this. So it's like, yes, hopefully we'll get more and, also, his name is Jack Russell, which is funny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Jack like Russell Terrier is a kind of a dog, and the, it was played on the show Frasier. The dog's name was Eddie, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and the dad's uh-huh. the dad's name was Martin, uh-huh. and the brother's name was Niles, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Deadpool. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. I don't. Know. You got it. You got it. I just wanted to bring up Frasier. But yeah, so there is some ties between Deadpool uh, and Jack. So I'm sure that at some point something is going to cross over there. Like I I think, I don't know. I really do feel like this is going to be the storyline and timeline that will eventually merge with the current one to give us mutants finally in the MCU. Um, but I'm excited. I, I want more of this. Like, to be honest, I, I got a message from Gavin because, you know, he had just watched Werewolf by Night. And he said, this was before I watched it. He said, dude, this is probably my favorite thing in the MCU now. I I was so, like, I was excited when <laughs> Mel told me about it. And then I got even more excited when Gavin said that because I know Mel's a fan and I knew that I was going to be excited if she was excited. But Gavin's not a huge MCU fan. So for him to (laughs) co-sign on what Mel said was like, oh, okay, wait a second. That's (laughs) huge. Right? And so Mm -hmm. I went in and I finally watched it. I've, I've watched it twice now. And I have to agree. This is one of the best things that Marvel has put out. Like for this period piece, the way that it was filmed, the way that it was done, uh, and the ending, I think, was just priceless. The way the song that they ended with, the way that it kind of like, you know, filled in and everything. I I really enjoyed that part of it. But I need more of this. Like mm-hmm. Michael Giacchino, please give us more of this. I enjoyed this so much. Uh, I I don't even know how to describe it. This is definitely one of the best things I've seen Marvel produce. I'm looking at the uh, the IMDb right now just to you know look at some of these people, and he has a lot of non like traditional actors, like people that don't typically act as the characters, like the the guy that's the 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 Scottish guy or whatever. 
He's a director. He's directed like a jillion oh, Muppets things. Like he directed Muppets Haunted Mansion and what? a bunch of other Yeah, he directed Muppets wow. Haunted Mansion and <laughs> Muppets Now, uh Muppets Take uh the like all these Muppets things. He's he has uh let's see, thirty directing credits and seventeen actor credits. So he's he's got a lot more directing, you know. And uh the guy that plays the Ted man thing, I guess is the character's name according to this, um, is like a makeup artist, like a movie makeup artist, and I this other guy is like a Simpsons director and all this oh, other wow. stuff. He just has a bunch of like yeah, David Silverman, who was according oh, that to name. A, a, I don't remember the flaming tuba, but that's played by David Silverman. Um, so all, it's just like a lot of, you know, he's a non-traditional director. He's typically, you know, mostly known as a, uh, composer. So he's yeah. got a bunch of other people that, you know, aren't usually in there. Yeah. It's, it, it's all, it was all good. All the performers were great. Mm. Yeah. If you have not had an opportunity to watch Werewolf by Night, ah, man, over, I enjoyed WandaVision. I enjoyed Hawkeye. I enjoyed Loki. I enjoyed all of these other things that Marvel has put out. But if you watch one thing, watch this. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. It's one hour. It's, it's great for how it was produced. I'm telling you, for the period and the type of film that it was trying to emulate, uh, that it was trying to emulate, Michael Giacchino nailed it. He did a great job. Uh, it did a it. I, I like the way that they ended the story. I know what you're saying, Mel. That it does kind of feel that it's leaving it open. Obviously, that's by design because we we know that more is coming. But mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they didn't put at the end like Elsa Bloodstone will return or anything like that, uh, like yeah. Doctor Strange. The fact that it was just kind yeah. of like <laughs> this, like it, it almost feels like a one off. Uh, the fact that they're introducing you to these characters was great. I almost feel like they could have done this with Moon Knight, but the complexity of of how Moon Knight is as a character and, you know, dealing with the different personalities, I think did warrant having, obviously, multiple shows to be able to tell that story. They would not have been able to do it in one but if we get no. more characters that are going to be part of ultimately the Blade storyline and I mean who knows we might get a freaking ghost rider episode just like this right how awesome oh. would it be if we got like a <laughs> a one time marvel special presentation and they introduce us to Johnny Blaze Nicolas Cage okay probably <laughs> not but okay but but the multiverse True. Yeah, sure. Ma. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if I mean, honestly, if we're gonna get any type of ghostwriter, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Gabriel Luna at this point. Uh, I I have a feeling that he's. I don't think we're gonna get the Johnny Blaze version of Ghostwriter. I think we're gonna get the Robbie Reyes version of Ghostwriter. But I'm okay with that. He was already in Agents of Shield. I'm just saying they got a guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think I think that's what they're gonna do, and I'm totally okay with it. I you know I love Ghostwriter as a character as well, and if we get a one time special presentation like we did for for this one, I am so for. Uh, 
Pets. And you know, I one thing before we wrap it up to about the like you're talking about how it how it feels like an old movie. You know, even coming down to like the movie itself is small. It takes place in two locations. Mm-hmm. It's like in that castle thing and then like in the woods. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it goes back and forth between that. And again, like the you brought it up a little bit, the like quality of like there's like that swooping like over like the town or I don't remember exactly what it was, but just it looks old. The the like how things were focused and how, you know, did they use models and things and actually like filmed this stuff as opposed to using CGI? It just felt like a lot of tactile stuff. They it felt yeah. like they built the set of this house and that cage and the woods and everything were all on just sound stages. And which is how old movies were done. Mm-hmm. They're like this. Everything was in a sound stage. So that it it really like adds to that like style and timeline. Uh even though I this I assuming this takes place in the modern day, we're led to believe yes, it's just like old timey hunters, Ish, yeah. but it's yeah, it's Ish. like somewhat modern. Yeah. Like it's it's not like seventeen sixty five or whatever. No, I mean the way that the, especially the way that Elsa's dressed doesn't doesn't put it in a time like in a period that would be like in the 1700s or anything like that. Like, like her clothes seem fairly modern. Right. So yeah, I, I would say that it's, I don't know where, if it's pre or post snap, I don't know, but it's somewhere recent. Sometime after 1986 is somebody's, uh, that uh, makes sense because it's something about somebody. They, there's a line where somebody died in 1986 so it takes place sometime after 1986 oh okay yeah that makes sense uh so yeah the final thing i want to say about this is uh i know i mentioned Ghost Rider, but one thing that i've really been excited about is you know i've been playing a lot more games well when when we were at the at the d23 expo uh they announced that there was going to be a brand new marvel game based on the midnight suns and the game that was described looks really good like they have a lot of characters that are going to be a part of it like midnight suns is basically a clash between good and evil the lineup for the midnight suns is kind of insane when you look back at the lineage of the characters that were there like ghost rider was one of the members of the midnight suns uh, and including characters like Wolverine, Elsa Bloodstone was a member, Doctor Strange was a member at one point, Wong, Iron Fist, which we've seen in the Netflix series but not officially part of the MCU yet, Moon Knight as Mr. Knight, Scarlet Witch, Werewolf by Night, Jack was also a part of the Midnight Suns. So the fact that all of these characters kind of exist the fact yeah. that they got this game, you know, coming out, they could very well be setting up a Midnight Suns movie at some point. I don't know a lot about it because I didn't read it before. I knew a little bit about it only because of Ghost Rider. But I started to try to learn. I, I was trying to learn a little bit more about it when I found out about the game that was coming out. So that's even more exciting. I'm excited for the tie in. 
I can't wait for the game. I can't wait for the introduction of more of these characters and how they all kind of mix in together later. And again, like I said, how they set it up so that they mix in to the current MCU timeline later on. And if we get a Midnight Suns movie, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts before we wrap up this talk, this episode, everything that's going on right now? So what if it's special K, but the K stands for Kraglin? I'm going to go with no, only because if I respond differently, we're going to go into another 20-minute bit about cereal. Okay, so let's just... Let's <laughs> just uh, but... Oops, all Cragberries. <laughs> all right, that's a great place to end it with Oops, all Cragberries. Remember, this week we also have the one-year anniversary episode of Quizneyland. Oh, yeah, I should be talking about that instead. But <laughs> uh, Listen to it, folks. Super exciting episode. It was super fun for all of us to be on the episode with Andrew. And like uh, Andrew mentioned earlier, if you happen to like that format, let us know over on Discord. Let us know on the... Uh, post for this episode over on Instagram and we could do a little bit more especially FGP squad we'd love to hear your thoughts if this was something that you've enjoyed we'd love to be able to do maybe a couple more of those for Patreon so keep an eye out for the Walk for Hope auctions if you want to donate and help us try to get to our $1,000 goal uh, head to podcasters.com slash links there you will find links to different things that we talk about including our Walk for Hope page where you can make a donation or become a part of the team if you have any questions please feel free to reach out we'll be happy to answer any of those questions but that's it. Give us money. That's going to wrap mean, it up. <laughs> yeah, you can also give us money if you don't want to join the team. Give us money. Give us money. Yeah. Or send I it mean, to somebody it who can give them. us money. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't go, go to us. us. It doesn't it goes go to, to us. them. It that goes to cancer research, yes. not it, actual cancer. We don't want to give cancer any money. That's no. a bad thing. No, not funding we, cancer. We want to use the money to kill cancer. Yeah, suck yeah. it, cancer. Yeah, suck it, cancer. That's it. That's where we're going to end it. Suck it, cancer. Till next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Suck it, cancer. <laughs> Suck it, cancer. Part of the Podcateers Network.